Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome back to Wildcast Studios for a very important episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, finishers, I'm your host, Adam, and I'm still alive from climbing on the roof. (laughs) And as always, I'm joined by your favorite co-hoster, who's still here after the Wildcats didn't get shut out at the... uh, at the Teddy Bear Toss, Mr. Jeremy Boucher, how are you? Well, let's be honest, I'm a lot better than I was at 5 p.m. on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot yeah. better than uh, we were on Sunday afternoon going into the evening. Because, uh, yeah, uh, I might not have been here if there was a different result no, of that game. So. No, we, we avoided that. Uh, you had a full Christmas weekend, though. I mean, we kind of both had a full Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. I, based on the mall... You have to believe COVID's over in this Christmas season. Yeah. Good Lord. Busy. Yeah. It was really busy. I was there on sun- yeah, Sunday and um, spent $600, which is about a third of my <laughs> spending for this year, believe it or not. Uh, hopefully, I can trim that down a little bit. <laughs> um I don't. That's yeah. I can't. I can't do an eighteen hundred dollar Christmas I, right now. Yeah, and I feel like we should play the intro for Chris for you. Yeah. Here comes the money. <laughs> it's just you know we have you go to the mall and you go Christmas shopping, and you have your your mind set on what you need. Yep. And it's like going to Costco. <laughs> I'm going there for one thing. You go there for, you know, a few things. And you're walking out with a cart full, because when you you go you go shopping, you're like, well, you can't wrap in presents without wrapping paper, so you mm-hmm. got to get wrapping paper. Well, you can't wrap presents without tape, so you buy tape. And it's like Walmart has everything so strategically placed in that store that just your eyes are always drawn where they shouldn't be, and that's how you end up spending way too much money. Yeah. Yeah, I went. I went there Saturday. I almost had to park at Rosano's, basically. Like I went in the uh, Toys R Us entrance because um, it's just the easiest entrance to get to. And it was just like, get me out of here! Like I was. I mean, I would. I started my Christmas shopping, so I haven't really got into it yet. It's really tough. Uh, like we already. Well, we ordered all of Haley's gifts, so those are those are ordered. Uh, those are being sent to her. But yeah, I went and got something for Lila and yeah I just luckily we went to Walmart I don't know two weeks ago when I wasn't having a good fantasy football day and wanted to spend money because we needed new Christmas decorations for our tree and so we bought the Walmart four pack of because there's only two of us this year so there won't be much gift wrapping but yeah it's the gift wrapping the tape then you need this and that's why I'm more of a bad guy for Christmas gifts I'm a bad guy just because I don't know how to rap. What? Like, I still don't know how to rap. I am the worst rapper than it comes to gifts. You know, you, you could put a microphone in front of my mouth <laughs> and I could probably sing you a song. That kind of rap. But yeah, yeah. Gifts, there's no way I come close to gifts. Uh, we, uh, Megan and I finished up our shopping and the first place we went after that was to my parents so that her and my mom could do the rapping. <laughs> and dad and I just watched football. And that was, really? that was it. Oh, yeah. We oh. were... Uh, we didn't get out of the, you know, we probably got out of the mall at 4.30. Yeah. And 
got to my parents around five and didn't leave there till seven. And there was just so much wrapping and I'm like, holy crap, just get this over with. But I still have, you know, I've still got my parents to buy for. I've still got my nephews to buy for. I've still got my brother-in-law to buy for. I don't even know if I'm getting anything from Megan yeah. just because it's, <laughs> you know, it's. Just give her a hug and a kiss. Well, that's it. I'll give her more than that. But, <laughs> uh, Did Avery get her uh Letter sent off to Santa because at yeah. least those gifts come yes. come wrapped, right? And if yeah. I got a little wrap hack for you, easiest wrap I ever did. Put the if you're watching on YouTube, you put the square, right? Mm-hmm. Put the gift in the middle, mm-hmm. one side on the top, tape it up. Yeah, and then for the edges, crinkle it like a candy wrapper. Okay. Boom. Okay. Done. That is Layla's favorite gift. I used to wrap all of like Haley's Santa gifts didn't come like that, but um, when her and her, mo- her mom and I split. She knew what gifts I got because I'd wrap a kind of a two or three like a candy, and that's how easiest wrap job in the mm. world if you're if you're needing it. Good call, thank you. Good, um, good but she got her letter off to Santa. Which yes. she did. She see Santa at the parade. How was the oh, parade? Yes. Yeah. Uh, see, you know what the parade wasn't uh, what I was expecting. No? There, there hadn't been one in three years. Yeah. I was expecting a more energetic crowd a more energetic um display of of christmas spirit on some of these floats and right. it was it was a huge miss in my opinion it, uh the high schools i think did the best job because they had their their trucks and they're honking their horns yeah. all the way going down main street and it made you think you're at that damn freedom convoy in <laughs> ottawa yeah it just it just didn't have that the vibe of a of a Santa Claus parade that I was used to when I was a kid. Did the weather play a factor? No, the, it, no was, it was it nice. was fine. It was it was because I know it, early in the morning it was like that drizzly crap rain, right? It didn't rain. It wasn't raining. It wasn't snowing. It was a little windy, but other than yeah. that, I mean, it, it's nothing you can't you can't handle. It was just a very low energy. You saw the Wildcats float. They're like one of the first ones in the parade and. Uh, the, the bus the, looked pretty cool. The, the bus looked really cool, but then you look at the, at the players in the parade, and I mean, they they literally had the same energy as they did against you know Friday night at the <laughs> Avenir Center. Oh boy, they, they just nobody looked into it. Yeah, they just they didn't look like they were into it. Uh, it, it was honestly, it was for me, it was the parade was really disappointing. Yeah, but what about Avery? Did she enjoy it? Oh yeah, she she yeah. loved it. Santa was there. Uh, the, the did you parade, talk to him about being on the show? Or was he busy? He was busy. He was, you know, drove right by, you know, going 15 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I tried on Sunday when he was at the Avenir, but kids were taking pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, you know busy, what? Busy, busy man. Usually you just it's, hit him up as DM. So yeah, it's tough to it's tough to get him uh, yeah. to get him at this time of the year. But I was really, you know, really disappointed in the parade. Hmm. Well, this guy speaks. You got to listen. So maybe next year. That's right. Maybe next year. All right. Let's get to some news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Well, past couple weeks, it seemed like it was an Eagles show, and this week, this week it might seem like a Moosehead show. Uh, Jordan Dume, uh, averaging two points a game at fifty-five in twenty-eight games, something like that, uh, finally sells, finally signs his ELC with the Columbus Blue Jackets, which. Uh, I can't remember who retweeted. It said he looked thrilled, which it wasn't one of the <laughs> wasn't one of the better uh, pictures when kids sign their ELC. But obviously, I mean, there's there's no reason that guy shouldn't have signed it. Uh, he's on the tear right now. Again, I I don't doubt he'll be at the Hockey Canada camp. And like I said on the post post game show, I won't be surprised if he's 
he should be on the team, even if it's at the 13th forward. You just you can't deny the role that he is on um, right now. Uh, the Mooseheads acquired a, a big piece ahead of the deadline, uh, mm-hmm. getting 20-year-old Eagles legend Josh Lawrence. So this is now his third Maritime team, so halfway through the division. Uh, from Blainville for a 2023 second and a 2024 first. Um, I guess just first, your thoughts on the deal? When I saw he was a healthy scratch on Sunday, yep. I had a feeling something was going down. Uh, and then we saw James Swan was a healthy scratch for Halifax on Sunday. So I had a feeling something was going on. <laughs> yeah, It was a pretty I good mean, indicator. You knew Halifax had an open spot. Yeah. Uh, you knew they were going to make uh, make a, a deal Now, the other player sooner. that was a healthy scratch was Cologne. So you... And yes. Cologne was yeah. a healthy scratch. So mm-hmm. you thought, well, maybe they upgrade in goal, right? Mm-hmm. As we've talked about a couple times on the show, but. I've never been a big Josh Lawrence fan. Yeah. yeah. To me, he's a one dimensional player, which is a power play player. Uh, he doesn't show any enthusiasm to play on the, de- on the defensive side of the game. Uh-huh. He's got all the talent in the world. He's got all the skill in the world, but doesn't play. He doesn't play the two way game. No, he's he's strictly an offensive player. He scores goals. That's great. He's probably going to help their power play. He will help their prob- their power play. Not probably because they need it. Yeah. <laughs> now the thing that made me laugh the most was on the press release. When Cam Russell says he brings valuable experience. I'd like to know what valuable experience that is. Are you talking... Because you better not be talking about playoff experience because Josh Lawrence has yet to win a playoff round despite being a Memorial Cup champion. Yep. Those five wins in the that somehow gets you a Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. He's never won a playoff round. Uh... So I'm assuming valuable experience is five years of Q hockey. Q hockey. Sure. That's valuable. Uh, but um, I don't know. I'm not sure if they're going to be uh, happy with this move come playoff time. Yeah, that's – I mean, he gives – I mean, top six, he fits right in. He gives them some depth on the top six, um, especially putting the puck in the net and on that second power play. Um Friend of the show, Gareth McDonald, has tweeted after the trade. He's got 15 goals, 17 assists in his last 19 games. So he is putting the puck in the net. But I think one of the biggest things that they got is 60% on faceoffs. Mm-hmm. So it just gives him another – I mean, he'll probably play behind Biasca um, on the second line as their second faceoff guy, which gives him – you know, you're winning faceoffs, you're controlling the puck, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to chase it. So um, it is – it's not the – 20 year old I thought they would add I thought they might add and they're not done they still got time but I thought it might be a goaltender um, especially when Kalam was a uh, healthy scratch for for two games but I don't does this set the market is this too early to set the market does it because he's, he's a 20 that moves but it's mm-hmm. not going to set the goaltender market because that's going to be different but what does this mean for Melanson who you know, it's going to be a half year player kind of thing. Well, if Josh Lawrence is a 20 year old is worth a first and a second. Yeah. It's going to be a pretty heavy, uh, price price tag on the old, uh, post season, uh, for the trade period this year. And, and Halifax is not done. 
They are not done. No. Uh, they probably are going to go out and get La Pena. And that was my goaltender for Gatineau. If that <laughs> happens. It's a good thing we got two wins against they're them. They're going to need to. <laughs> they're going to need to include a 20 year old in that trade to Charlottetown. Yep. And it just so happened that I noticed uh, Stefan Huard Jr. was playing fourth line for Halifax on Sunday. So Weird. I was like, interesting. Okay. So maybe they're going to do Lapena to Halifax with Huard going to Charlottetown. Please don't. And then there's obviously going to need to be a goalie involved because Charlottetown can't. No, they can't go with Finnegan. No. So, I mean, sorry. Yeah, so yes. they're going to – Halifax will have to trade a goalie, but they won't be able to trade a goalie right now. So they'll have to healthy scratch one of them until the trade period. But which one makes more sense to go to Charlottetown, Mathis Rousseau or Brady James? Uh, as, as an outsider, I I think it would be um, Rousseau. I think if you're Charlottetown, you're Holton, and you are looking at those two goaltenders, I think – for your franchise, I would probably grab Matias Rousseau. He's in for me. Um, I think he's better for them than Brady James right now. Brady James kind of taking a backup role. So if you're giving up Frankie, the franchise, um, you're expecting a number one goalie to come back. And that for me is Rousseau. Maybe Brady James needs a, a change of scenery. But uh, for me, I, I would probably take uh, Rousseau if I'm Jim Holton. So if Lapena gets hurt in Halifax, you think they're going to be okay with Brady James as a I, starter? I don't think that. That's what I mean. Yeah. If I'm Holton, I want Matias Rousseau. But yeah. if you're Halifax, you're trying to send Brady James. If you include Rousseau, I think Rousseau's value is is a lot is a lot higher than James right now. So mm-hmm. if Halifax wants to, I guess, not get hit so much on the asset side of things, you yeah. probably want to give up Rousseau. But I, I think it's I'm the other way. I think I think it'll be James just for the for the sake of because Rousseau could net you another defenseman because you need a, mm-hmm. probably one more defenseman. Mm-hmm. You need. Uh, I think Halifax will add another defenseman. I think they'll add another, uh, and, and I think they're going to add a goalie. Yeah, there's. I think they're one defenseman away from if they get Lapetta and then they get another defenseman. I think they're right there. But at the same time, I think the fact that they're doing these trades this year is is stupid because they're also, you know, they look good next year. Yeah. So they're going to need assets next year to but I think they're do the to, same thing. They're trying to maximize the value of um, LaRue, right? Because he probably won't be back next year. So Well, no, he won't be. But at the same time, like it's – like they're – Yes, they need to do. They they want to get Larue to to the next level and to more, more playoff experience. But I just, I if they're going all in, I think it's the well, wrong. You go get Josh Lawrence for a first and a second. You're going you're, all you're in. You're going all in. And I just I think it's foolish because I think it's the wrong move for Halifax. But I'm not complaining because if if they, I mean, if they go and sell off players next year, they're going to get a crap load yeah. back. And but be right back in it in four or five yeah. years, but I just the mind the mindset to go for it this year, all in. I I don't get it. No, because I mean, it's not like you're just going all in to face Quebec mm-hmm. because you don't know who you're going to face on the other end. Whether it's Sherbrooke, Gatineau. I mean, I don't think they're going to beat Quebec, especially if Quebec adds 
Robidoll like gets rumored to. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see unless they add like I mean unless they add Frankie Lapena. It's either Lapena or Bianca Patuka, who are both twenties. Mm-hmm. If they go get Bianca Patuka, they're gonna go get a they're gonna stay with Matias Rousseau and just not go in on a goalie, which may be a mistake, but um I mean Bianca Patuka would be a good addition on that and then maybe oh, you add another yeah. forward like Melanson yeah. or yeah. something like that. Basically just turn yourself into the Halifax Maritime heads. Um grab teams <laughs> players from all over there, but can they beat Quebec in a seven? No, Sherbrooke. Gatineau's going to need a goaltender. Uh, well, they will have probably add a goaltender. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's four or five teams that are kind of poisoned. Halifax appears to be one of them. So, and Halifax is going to finish third overall. or Second in the division. Second, second in, in the, the conference. Second in the yeah. conference, yeah. Because yeah. well, unless they go on a massive streak here or a heater as uh jack jack hughes of the new york devils calls it yeah heater uh they're already 12 points behind quebec right now yeah and that's they're not going to catch i don't think so they're going to finish second in the conference and pretty much get home ice until possibly halifax or sure because i i would think they would re redo that for like the top four seeds when it gets to the conference Mm -hmm. final which Never been a fan of just have conference finals, so you have East versus West. I get it for travel wise, but um, but yeah, I don't think this really resets the market. I don't think it's the first the first big. It's a domino, but I don't think it's the first domino to fall in terms of the rest of the teams and what they're doing. I think they're. I think Halifax has another deal to announce by the end of the week. Okay, yeah, that's just my my feeling right now. Nice, um, QMJHL team of the week. Uh, Alexandre Doucette of the Valdor, three games, five goals, three assists. Maxime Pellerin of the Tigre, three games, three goals, four assists. William Vayette of Shawinigan, three games, three goals, three assists. Pierre-Olivier Waugh of Victoriaville, three games, seven assists. Nate Tyvey of St. John, three goals, five assists. And Remy Delafontaine of Shawinigan, 2-0, 9 one one goal against, and a shutout. Uh, and your player of the week is uh, Pierre-Olivier Waugh. Um, seven assists in those three games. So, I mean, that team on its own, we're going to see them on Saturday. And by the time they get here, they could have be they could be on a six and they could have won six in a row. A heater. Right? Yeah, a heater, a heater, a six a six game heater. Um, and then your alumni of the week was uh, former Wildcat Alex Debeau, uh, who's playing over in Europe and du- is a beautiful, beautiful, and is a client of uh, friend of the show Nick Riopel. There you go. Um, do you got any fond memories of, of Alex? Or what's your Alex Dubo. Oh, boys. Um, <laughs> he was um, he was a goalie. He was uh, <laughs> he, he, he made he was one of those goalies that was quick, athletic, made five bell saves, yeah. uh, made saves that you just wouldn't believe. Um, some so, of the quickest, like he's probably one of the quickest goalies I've seen in this organization ever have. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he was he was lightning fast. Like he like he he got across on a he got across a crease. You know, like I've I've never seen before. Huh. Yeah. So because he was small, he was, you know, he he just had that lateral ability to to a lot of athleticism. Yep. And he did he win the Memorial Cup of Schwinnigan, and then he came here as part of the Gormley as futures as futures. Yeah. Okay. Which was will go down as probably one of the worst. You've said that before. Deals, you know, yeah. Nice. No, crap. Stink. I was trying to find out what that trade was. It was basically, 
Gormley and a bunch of Gormley for a bunch of draft picks, and the draft picks went back for three players. So instead of getting the assets and using them to draft players and develop right, players, right, right, right. they flipped them back to Schwinnigan, and they brought in uh, Alex Dubo. Um, yeah. Um, Oh my goodness. Um Racine. John um yep, there it is. Jonathan, Jonathan Racine. Racine. Yeah, well done. And Xavier Veilleux. Yeah. Yannick Veilleux. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Nar- Narbonne ended up in Moncton as well, but I don't know if he was part of the future. Yeah, they but. sent Moncton sent a fifth in twenty twelve, a fifth Lewingston's fifth in twenty twelve. Uh first round in twenty thirteen, back to Schwinnigan and third and a fifth in twenty thirteen. So stupid. Oh my god. Well, I mean, questionable <laughs> decisions this team has made over the years. Yeah, that doesn't. You could have held on to all those picks and made <laughs> yourself a team. Yeah. But no, you wanted to go build yourself a click, you know, with uh, bringing in. No, that was. Uh... Yeah. Because that was that was the th- that was the problem with that team that year is the Schwinnigan players they they were part of their own click. Right. And I so think they, you guys talked about that. Yep. Yeah, they just didn't bond with the others, and. I mean, you got to the conference final in 2015 with them i think yeah you did yeah well whatever (laughs) all right let's get to your i like how we go to do different segments and we just kind of end on the negative and it's like let's go to your team of the week (laughs) yeah yeah so my team of the week um (laughs) starting off a goalie uh nathan darvo from uh victoriaville uh quietly having an incredible season Uh um so far uh 1.97 goals against uh, 940 save percentage. Wow. Um, in a, numbers like that are just, you know, they just blow your mind. Yeah. And take that in consideration, only one shutout. Of those numbers, he's only got one shutout. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he's got a less than a t- less than two on the goals against, a 940 save percentage only has one shutout. <laughs> so he's like, he's bonkers so good this year. That goaltending um, duel that they got over there. Yeah. On D, Thomas Lavois, first overall pick, finally got his first goal. What a monkey off his back. Yep. It only took, uh, you know, three months when he was supposed to have three goals and two assists in his Q debut, according to Andrew Barrington. There it is. We yeah. missed last week. Yeah, we there did. It is. Yeah. 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 So I had to get it in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're coming here this week, right? That's true, yeah. Uh, and then Pierre-Olivier Wah, who is obviously the player of the week, uh, second in, in scoring amongst defensemen, only has one goal. Really? Yeah. So he's dish, he's a, he's he's a playmaker uh, on yeah. the back end. Yeah. Assist machine. Yeah. Uh, forwards. Big Bill Zonin. Nice. Yeah. Um, impressive rookie season. Uh, big fan of his play. And uh, especially after seeing him two times in a week, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's gonna be like a. I'm trying to think who he, he's almost got a. That lanky skating style, but he's quick. You know, I'm like uh, like who am I thinking of? Who's a guy on the Rangers? Um, this year, Reeves, uh, Panarin, Panarin, yeah, Panarin's yeah. quick and shifty. He's not yeah. tall, but he's quick and shifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I, I was go thinking th- like Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff too. Uh, Getzlaff was big. He's like 200 pounds. Yeah. Uh, Zach LaRue, I have to go him just because he finally made his <laughs> season debut. Yeah. Uh, a goal and an assist. And my favorite one on the team of the week here, uh, from Val Dor, 
Felix Lunam uh, played in his first QMJHL game on Saturday. Yep. Uh, against St. John and scored a goal. <laughs> scored into his own net, <laughs> but scored a goal. Really? Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, congratulations on your debut. All right. That's a minus. <laughs> There you go. That's my team of the week. But hey, that's that's not a bad team of the week. They stayed disciplined this week. Yeah, didn't, that's right. We were didn't even, need to pull the goalie or even, anything like that. Even strength. Even strength. Stayed disciplined. So yeah. that is uh, that was an excellent. <laughs> scored on his own net. That's I think uh, was it Jamie Tozer retweeted it. That's how I found it. Yeah. Oh man, bad. <laughs> like the goalie just cleared it right to him, and he just. Oh, poor kid. Wah wah. All right, let's get into the weekly rewind. Weekly Rewind. All right, well, the Wildcats go 1-1 one one on the weekend, losing to the Huskies and beating the Mooseheads, uh, bringing the record to 12-10-0-1, 25 points, second in the Maritimes, and now fourth in the conference as Shikunami just weaseled their way up there. Uh, Friday, a 4-2 loss to the Huskies as a uh, friend of the show and guest Thomas Couture would not give us a point, gave us a gift uh, on the second goal by Tybell, but uh, just didn't uh, didn't give us that extra point. Man, for whatever reason, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the fact that, you know, that first game after the road trip, like I've said many times, is always the toughest. But it also was a weird one. I mean, 6-3 in shots in the first period. Both teams just kind of didn't really establish anything. Mm-hmm. And then Moncton again went Moncton and had six shots in the second, six shots in the third, and, well, really had six shots in the third, which kind of killed any momentum, any chance of anything, and... Um, like I said, Couture gave us a gift on the tie ball goal to, to give us the lead. And then, um, Mueller doesn't get back on the back check and Verdon was able to, uh, tie the game. And that was basically it. Like Moncton just, that was it. They were done and took a four, two loss and just wasn't, wasn't good at all. This is a perfect road game by Rouen. Yeah. That too. I, I don't think they, I don't think Rouen played bad i no. think they just played well descent defensively yeah uh they were blocking for shots two teams that don't play each other yeah. maybe that had to has to do with playing two times in in a week mm-hmm. blocking uh, shots left yeah. and right uh they were fi- it was a physical period the, like the physical the game was physical mm-hmm. uh but um uh, you know it just it just came down to opportunities and moncton just not getting any sh- enough shots on net you know you, you can't you can't go two periods with 12 shots. 12 shots, right? Six, what did you say? Six in the second, six in the third? You three can't, in the first. Three in the first. You, you can't have that. And it's, uh, you're not going to win games that way. You're not getting your, you're not getting opportunities. Yeah, we are lucky we got a gift, but yep. there was also a gift. Um, I think one of our goals was a gift as well. Uh, one of the Rouen goals was a gift too. So uh, I think both, both second, both teams' second goals were gifts if you want to put it that way I, i'm not sure. i'm just maybe i'm drawing a blank here but i think Rouen's second goal was was uh I'm, I'm not sure if it was a giveaway by simon but it was something happened that it was uh it was just a who scored the second goal for Rouen? uh Verndon, thomas Verndon. yes it was it was that defensive breakdown where yeah. he was just literally alone by yeah. in front of a net it, yeah. it wasn't a it wasn't a simon error it was just nope. a Defensive break. I, I've never seen someone. Uh, I'm not sure who it was. that passed it to to Verdin, but um, I've never seen someone. Big Bill. 
get around Morin so easily. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah. That was oh, that was Fontaine going around Moran, yeah. and then uh, Vernon just beat Mueller to the front of the net. Yeah, and I, I just never see like yeah. it's Moran, but it was just a defensive lapse that you don't see very often from him, and it was almost like a gift. You know, you just allowed you allowed that goal to happen because you were just so lackadaisical yeah. and not not playing. It was it was just a complete mess. And that's all I want to say. Like, it was just not a good game at all. No. Um, you know, on the Husky side, Daniel Borash, that guy's a good – I kind of got – I was late to that one, so I missed the first goal. But driving to the rink, I'm like, why is this place so full? And then you forget that Ren's got, like, seven people from the Maritimes. The Maritimes, yeah. like uh, Cohen Strang and obviously uh, Gill and mm-hmm. – um, I mean, their coach, there's a couple other that I'm just like, oh, Clayton Carruthers. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why. You think Quebec team, you'll get there. Nope, no, that's they got a lot of players. So um, I come away, Bill, Big Bill. I mean, you just talked about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he is a shifty, quick, uh, physical player. He's not afraid at the at, at 16. Um, I was I was really impressed by him. Uh, Daniel Borash, again, he was good lettuce on that kid. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some good hair on there. Um, the lines lines wise, uh, they kind of put them in the blender, uh, and it was this one and against Halifax, which turned out to be in our favor. But when Baudouin isn't in the lineup, and he's missing, you're missing Baudouin and OJ. That is a big chunk um, of our lineup missing. They kind of put some lines in a blender. Bishop was in the second line. I'm not sure he's there yet. Um, but it just kind of seemed like they were just trying to find something that worked and worked for two periods score-wise, but not shot-wise. With, without Baudin, you're, you're, Baudouin, you're missing a big piece of, like a big leadership yep. piece, and is a big character piece. Yeah. Uh, and like those two guys, like it's, you know, you, they're they're tough to re- to replace, and you can almost see that they're missing them. But like you can also and you can also tell if if this team doesn't get any offense from LaBelle or Loshing, it's not going to have a good result. Nope. And this is a prime example. Like there was nothing from those two against Rouen, and it was a loss. Like it's we need we need contributions from those two, and if there is, we've got a good chance to win the game. Yep. And that just did not happen Friday night. No, and I came on the post game after, and I said congratulations. We've turned into a one-line team, mm-hmm. and if you shut down Loshing, you shut down LaBelle, you're going to have success against this club. And, you know, you sent me the lineup Saturday and asked what we were doing, and I think they were trying to find some depth. So the Wildcats go in Sunday. You had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, this this win on Sunday – up until now, and probably for the year, is the the character win of the season. Um, down four with 13, or I guess 30, 13 minutes into the second period, down basically 37 minutes. They score five unanswered. Uh, they beat the Mooseheads 5-4 in the Teddy Bear Toss game. I mean, I when you look at the lineup getting into that one, um, they literally tried to put some depth through the lineup by putting low, like by splitting Lo- LaBelle and Loshing and putting them 
on different lines, and I it kind of seemed to work. Hmm. Question for you, sure. Turning point in the season? Oh, I don't think it. I don't see how it wouldn't be. Now, if they come out flat against Cape Breton, then obviously not. But mm-hmm. I think if you look at that game and they're down four nothing, it's very easy for them going into the second period. And that was the worst part is you look at the first. I said they play like that against Halifax. They are going to get run. They were not going to be in the game. It's going to be embarrassing for Teddy Bear Toss. This show might end because you weren't coming back because you were going to leave if they got shut out by Halifax again. 12-6. to six, It was 8-2 to two in shots at some point. Um, Boucher had scored. Your cousin, tell him to stop scoring against us. Zach LaRue gave us the ear. He got a goal, which, I mean, talk about a player that has 19-year-old season against a 16-year-old. Just blew by Forte Drontron. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing was going right, and you're going, well, we're getting outshot 12-6. It's 2 nothing, and we get to go into the second period. Uh, I don't understand how this is not a turning point in the season, and I think this this needs to be on the wall video all the time. Like this is, this is your turning point. Yeah, I, I, I think so. That's, uh, I got to go to that save, um, on the two one, one with maybe five minutes left in the second period. And it was just like, he, Simon goes crease to crease and gets the leg out and you're down four one. Mm-hmm. And before the end of the second period, you managed to make it 4-3, including that goal with, like, what, 12 seconds left or something like that. Um, that's a different result if that goes in. It's it's Oh, yeah. That probably ends his night, to be honest. Yeah. Which, yeah. at that point, I looked at Layla and I said that. I looked at the scoreboard and I was like, four goals on 15 shots. That's That'll be his night. Um, and, oh, yeah, here's the two-on-one. Yeah, I mean, on eighty-eight, who's that? It's uh, Stephen Heward Jr. Yeah, playing fourth line. Oh, well, see you. Um, yeah, I, I I looked at Layla and I was like, four goals, fifteen shots, because he'd given up. Well, uh, once I looked at it again, five goals on fourteen shots in that eight-three loss. I was like, that's that's kind of it. There's there's no juice on the team. Switch the goalies and see what happens. I mean, he makes that save and. Mercia gets the tip on a Hamel shot. LaBelle gets the tip on a Hamel shot. And I, I worried that it was like, okay, they're coming back. They got this thing tied. And how many times have we seen not only us come back, but teams against us come back, get the tie, and can't finish because you get so much energy um, to getting all the way back to tie that you just kind of run out. And it was partly the save, partly – the hardest worker of the game, Hugo Marcel's hit on Jordan Dume, mm-hmm. clean hit, and I get it. Halifax has to defend it. The guy's got the guy is their their star, um, and they just they took the extra penalty there. We didn't score, but Mercy scores shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Boucher gets I think ten minute misconduct or gets an extra two. He gets sent off. Uh, they just kind of seemed to unravel, and momentum for us was on our side for the rest of the period. <laughs> For a team that un, that seemed to un, unravel, it's not going to get any better bringing in Josh Lawrence. No. Like a prima donna, you know, like that's uh, – yeah, it's a tough addition to the uh, to a dressing room. If they're, if they're going to be acting like that when they're, you know, when they're falling apart, he's not a good piece to have around if, um, you know, it, that's – No. 
he's not a character player. Uh, he, and that's just, I, like I said, I've never been a fan of Josh Lawrence. So good luck, Halifax. Um, <laughs> not to say you're going to need it, yeah. but, uh, you know, um, you might. You might need it. Um, you need more leadership on that team. Let's put it that way. So I would assume that we can 85% guess that maybe Mr. Lacroix listens to the show as you called for uh, Steinman to be – as you called for the number one to be the number one and let Fillion just kind of watch a couple watch games. A couple games. Um, nailed it. Yep. I mean, he goes one and one, but still, he, he had that beautiful tic-tac-toe save against the Huskies. Um, I saw, I'll say it again. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. He's making the saves to give this team a chance to win. Case in point, literally the one we just talked about. Yep. And he made a couple against Rouen. That, he made that glove, that glorious glove save. Yep. <laughs> We're getting used to tweeting Steinman with eyes. <sighs> the eye emoji. <laughs> he... he like I wasn't kidding. Like yeah. he, you know, he's he needs to he needs to be the one that's that's playing. Like it's uh, you know, Philiam. Maybe he watched you know. Like I said watched a couple games. He watched the Ruan game. He watched the Halifax game. Okay. Do do, do I think he can start against Cape Breton? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Let's give him the start against Cape Breton. But let's not go and start piling these starts on against him because you're. He at this point, I think he's he should be for every three games he should be playing one, until he can take the step and start making saves. That's diamonds. That's diamonds playing or Simon stopping because it's it's just not it's not there for him right now. And what a what a reverse! Like we talked about, he had to play three of every four, and it just he was clicking in October and something, basically for the whole team in November. But something mm. is just just a miss with him and you know maybe it's the fact that they fumbled his development and didn't let him take his lumps in year one and two where he's having these games where he's not playing well and the team's losing and it is what it is but i mean i i have no doubt as we look ahead um the cape breton game was supposed, it was supposed to be victor victor cape breton it's now cape breton on friday victor on saturday i mean i got no doubt that Fillion's probably playing against Cape Breton, and you got a team in Victo that could have six six dubs in a row on a heater. Mm-hmm. You're going with Steinman in that one. I, I you're not playing him in both, um, so you'll split the goaltending that way. But what do you do? What do you do with the lineup? You keep it the same as it was against Halifax, or you try to well, jumble it against you, more? Because like, do you put Lotion back up with LaBelle? Like, because I had no problem with Lonsbury up top. I thought he played really well. Um, not having to worry about taking draws, having that extra assignment as a centerman. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought him and LaBelle played pretty well together, but you tried something on Friday, it didn't quite work. You tried something else where you split LaBelle and Loshing, and we don't know if Baudouin is coming back. That'll make a difference. Um, but you just kind of stay status quo with the lineup, except for the goaltender. Well, it's like those Sundays, those, those lines on Sunday looked like they were just thrown at a dartboard. Right? Worked. <laughs> it, it's it, you take everybody's names, you throw darts at them. Yeah, you're I just mean, looking ho- for chemistry is what you're doing. Well, yeah. Hopefully, there's some reinforcements coming in this week. I mean, I know OJ's starting to skate, but uh, I don't know if he'll be ready to to go this weekend. But I don't know. You just you got to figure it out. Did he miss all of November? 
because you, you talked about Baudouin's leadership and then Auger being the character. I'm like, did he miss all of November? Because that could be a large piece of why this team just hasn't. Well, let's check. Kind of clicked it. Uh, let's see when the last time he played was. Because it's yeah. been it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been it's, it's two been, or three weeks at least. Yeah. So if we go here, go here. On the old roster, yeah, twenty-two. At some point, we'll be prepared for all these random questions with tabs open all over the yeah. place. But we're just not—we're not there. We're not. No. Pro, we're not pros yet. No, and you guys don't want that. You want us to be real, to connect. Last time we played was November fourth. Yep, that'll do it. Yeah. So he yeah. was pointless, and he's basically been pointless since. October 28th against Gatineau. We beat St. John and lost to Charlottetown and Baytoma. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't obviously all on him, but it just, Baudouin out and OJL, that's that's a big chunk of your top six. And, you know, it's given guys chances. I mean, Mercier had two goals uh, Sunday and assist on Friday. So I think he's kind of gotten out of the fourth line doghouse. Um, finding out, he found... A nice little connection with Loshing. And I think Loshing's speed allowed him to be the, like OJ, be the hands guy and make, make the moves and, and the shot and be mm-hmm. where he needed to be. I, I liked I liked the lineup that they had on Sunday. I don't even remember what it was because <laughs> it was so messed up, right? That's why I had to go find it. It's, it, it just, you're, you're so used to the lines being the same. And then you, you look at the lineup for Sunday and you're like, what is this? Like how did who came up with this? And you look at it like, okay, this is definitely a loss. Yeah. Just look at the lines, and you're just okay. Well, we clearly don't know everything. <laughs> I, at this point, Fine. if I if I just if I see Steinman, if I see Steinman as a starter, I just I just know that we have a chance to win. Yeah. And that's um, you know I know this week we're 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 saying names. Last week we kind of kept it. On the DL, but I'm pretty sure he made it obvious. You know, the, <laughs> one should be one. Well, I mean, it's. Uh, it, I mean, you don't have to listen to us to understand. No, goaltending. No, and, and what's going on? And we, the guy backing up, we have, we still have all the confidence in the world he can get it. But there is a big difference from being the backup to two twenty-year-olds in back-to-back seasons mm-hmm. and being the guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's just not the guy type. Maybe he needs to split the carries and be a 1A, 1B situation, and that's not a bad thing if both goaltenders are going the way they were going in October. It's never it's never bad. I mean, we've seen it we've seen it work. Right? We've seen it last year in Schwinnigan. Cologne yeah. and Lavalet split the duties half and half. Yeah. Uh and I mean it's it's worked in Halifax. We saw it work in Victo yeah. the year before. Mm-hmm. It's worked with with Halifax with Russo and James, but Russo's kind of taken the yeah. you know the leap uh, recently. But so it works, and it's uh, it helps with with I guess no no fatigue down the stretch, right? because so, goalies are going to be your an important piece in the playoffs, and the last thing you want is a tired goalie. So I, if it ends up being both these guys, you know, sharing the duties, that's fine, but. We still need someone to take that to take the leap, mm-hmm. uh, which hopefully will happen over the break. Because you know, 
maybe this maybe Filion just needs a a refresh, you know, a mental some, break, a mental break, uh, time with his family. Because you know when he played in Schwinnigan last year in front of his family and he got a chance to visit with them, he he came back and was playing some of his best hockey. So maybe that's just what he needs. Maybe he needs a mental break mm-hmm. and uh, you know recharge the batteries a little bit. He comes back in the second half and 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 becomes the goalie that we were expecting him to be. But until then, I I, th- I still think we need to go with with uh, with Diamond, and that's just you know how I feel. No, I don't. Uh, I'm with you on that one. Who was the goaltender that they split? Herderby's and Darvo. Darvo. Yeah. Was it those two? Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember who the other one was. I knew it was Herderby's, but um, which speaking of speaking of Ecto, I mean they're coming in. Um, I truly hope we get to see Gabriel Dag. I believe the schedule, like I said on the the post game show, I believe the schedule sets up that we get to see Dag, because about ninety five percent sure he's playing in Cape Breton on the thirtieth. <laughs> like, there's no doubt he's playing that one. Then they go to Charlottetown. Then they come to Moncton. Mm-hmm. So, if who they who played in their last game against was it? I think it was Dag because he got the shutout. Yeah, it was Gabriel Dag. So. I mean, I would assume that they're going to play him against Cape Breton as a, and I'm I'm sure he wants that one in Cape Breton when they didn't take him first overall. I mean, uh, they could be six in on a six game heater by the time they get here, but I mean, this isn't going to be a. When you looked at the schedule and it's set up, you're like, okay, Victor, Cape Breton, Bathurst, St. John. I mean, that that seems like a good simple December stretch. We can get ready for a playoff run or uh, trade deadline and kind of modify a little bit. And right now. Okay, Bretton's playing pretty good. Um, Victor was playing really well. I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on the, on the weekend? Going to be a lot of black and yellow. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. <laughs> black and that's, yellow, black and that's yellow, my, black and uh, yellow. That's my uh, yeah. What I'm looking forward to the most this weekend: a lot of black and yellow coming to town, and uh, Pat McNeil is going to be in town. Ah, yes. And yes. isn't it? Uh, I think it's. F- Correct me wrong. I think the food drive is Friday and the toy drive is yeah. Be so, a fan, bring a can on Friday, and then the toy drive on uh, on Saturday. So was oh, it Saturday for Victo? Yeah, Saturday. Oh my god, the old uh, ice burger me packed up for that one. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is a team that I don't think anyone saw this coming from Victo. Victo, God no, no yeah. no, 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 no. Like they're starting. They've to kind get, of uh, almost flipped from selling off to maybe we just kind of. Halifax style hold our assets for another year and mm-hmm. I mean what do they how do they do I mean, if they if they Darbo is what 20 or is he 19 Darbo? I think he's 20 I think he I think he's he's been around for a while 2003 so he's 19 19 yeah wow like they could go and the numbers that he's got right now yeah they could get a quite a load for well for and him. they already have According to the bank, the 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 choices bank. Yeah, the choice bank. Uh, they got a first this year. Sherwinning or Sherbrooke's first, Quebec second, Quebec's third, uh, and then twenty twenty four they got first, second, third, fourth. So they don't have to. They're in a very good position to just sit where they are and use their two first next year to add to a team that's already pretty good. Man, right? like they could, <laughs> like, they could do some damage if they decided to trade Darvo. <clears throat> to a team that needs a goaltender that's not a 20-year-old goaltender? Oh, I don't know if you want to do that. 
Uh, I don't know if you want to you want to do that and leave it all on Dag. I mean, he's playing well, but why he's playing, though? Why not? Because he's playing well, but he's playing well in sheltered minutes, right? Like. I mean, I guess it depends on the return. Maybe if you get a goaltender that helps, like a 17, 18-year-old that can split carries. But, I, I mean, as well as Dag's playing, I don't know if you put the whole the whole kid on him in the second half. I would. Because I think if you're, send, if, you're, if you're shipping Darvo, you're sending a message that we're moving players, moving other players at the deadline. Let's see what they've got in their uh... – you keep, you keep talking here. I'm All right. Cause I, like I said, I mean, I've always been a proponent. You allow goaltenders to play and develop, and the best way they're going to play and develop is get Ws. But the way they're going right now, they can afford to kind of hang on to their group, I think. And, it's, I mean, they could, they could add a small piece for – I mean, they have, a, they have three-thirds, four-thirds. Quebec, Moncton, mm-hmm. Ren – and Charlottetowns. So they could use two of those to add a piece to buy around and see what happens. Right? And I, I we've said many times on this show we don't want Moncton just to add just to add to buy around, but we're also not in a Quebec market where we're two years away from two years removed from a championship, right? Like Victor's is kind of one of the smaller market teams. So I mean, I just don't know if I'd The price put is right all, though. If the price yeah, is right. That's true. You know, it's because there's uh, if if you're if you want to upgrade on a goalie, uh, you know, and you don't want to use and you don't want a twenty year old goalie, he's probably the first one you're calling. Because I think the <clears throat> the issue that I would have allowing Gabriel Dag to go, and I don't know Victor's schedule, uh, but he's played Bay Como, Saint John twice, Cape Breton, uh, Shakutami. And Sherbrooke once, and Sherbrooke once was his worst effort, four goals on 14 shots. So, I mean, you're going to have a few more Sherbrooke games, I'm guessing. Quebec, they haven't played. So, I mean, if the price is right, you do it, and you hope you get an 18-year-old goaltender back that has a little bit of experience, but I just don't know if you go with... Brady James? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that would be... That, I, that I'm okay with. But if you're trading Darvo for something and you're bringing it and it's dag's net and they're bringing another 16 year old a tandem kind of like Cape Breton did with Delafontaine and Ruccia. I, I don't quite know if he's, he's there yet, but if that's a, that's a, yeah, no, you know what? Like I surprised you with Melanson a couple weeks ago. That's a, that's a decent little landing spot for him. He's back as a 20 next season. Yep. And then Russo is, I mean, Maybe at that point Russo was like, "This how I want this to be my net." Okay, well, sorry, it's not your net anymore. They trade him. They trade him and maximize his value. Yep. Okay. Well, we're getting really good at uh, surprising each other with Halifax trade options. But yeah, no. If if that's the case and you get pretty James Plus, then I got no problem making that deal. If you're if you're Victo. All right. That's how we. Uh, that's how we. Preview games coming up. We just, especially when you get into trade times. Oh yeah, that's, that's the it. best. It's the best month coming up, and uh, we're gonna get into some of our annual uh, maritime division trade talk here. We're gonna have some media media voices from around the league, uh, from around the division, and uh, it should be a, it should be a fun month ahead. So uh, let's get into the uh, everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Murray, realtor, buy your house from him. Stick tap of the week. 
Before we give us tick tap, I uh, do want to give a uh, special shout out to Adam. I know I had this. I want to. Su- I suggested this to you, but uh, you didn't want to do it. <laughs> no, because you're not a big uh, spicy fan. No, no, no at all. So uh, I went to Christmas at the Coliseum and yep. got myself the uh, holiday gift pack from uh, Belly's Hot Sauce. I used to work with him. Is that right? Nice. Located here in Moncton, locally locally made Belly's Hot Sauce. There was like uh, sweet Thai chili, which is the bomb. Like that's the best one. Uh, mustard pickle. You know, like mustard pickle. Oh man, well, love mustard pickle. <laughs> uh, it's like a cranberry hot sauce for like your turkey. So for me, it's like you know, it's you eat your mother's you eat your mother's turkey so much you get sick of it. So yeah. you just go load up on the cranberry, load it up with cranberry hot sauce. Yeah. Uh, there's blazing red, which is like the hottest one, uh, and I think there's I'm missing one. There's uh f- there's five of them. There was a uh, mango habanero. Mango habanero. That's the one. That was, that's like a sweetie, like a sweet uh, sweet heat. Really good. Um, but yeah, that that's that, that, those guys are those guys are great. Phil, and that's his name. Phil. Phil Bellin. Yeah. Yeah. He used to work at Moncton Honda with me. There you go. Um. So yeah, let's go with the stick tap of the week. Um. So earlier this, uh, I guess last week was it? Uh, Ability New Brunswick. Uh, announced their ambassador of the year award winner uh, and someone that uh, we know and everybody else knows Brent DeBorn um, you know it's uh, he, he's clearly someone that's uh, everybody knows around the rink uh, he's got his woo you know he's he's the woo guy and uh, this, not just around the rink no, everywhere anywhere. everywhere uh, so yeah, he's the ability to runs with ambassador of the year. Uh, what can, what can you say about Brent? You know, the, the team, the team love him. Uh, oh, man. when the opposition comes around, they all know Brent too. Uh, I don't think we've given it to Brent before. Have we? Nope. No. So first time, first time stick tap of the award, a uh, award winner to, uh, to Brent to born, uh, on, on a pretty, again, two weeks in a row with, with, uh, recognition for, yeah. Some recognizable faces. So three, three weeks in a row. Because I think you had Brent, obviously. Yeah. And then Scotty and Tony. Yeah. And then Jonathan Henry. That's right. Oh yeah. shoot! Yes, that's holy. Mac, we're on a roll here. Uh, so this is what the stick tap of the week is all about. You know, uh, anytime we do it for food, it's food's good. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into Christmas food. Yeah, Christmas food's gonna be good. But this is what it's all about. It's about recognizing, uh, you know, the ones out there that are. Yeah. Are doing the good, uh, doing the good things, and and you know fighting the good fight, and and making us all uh, smile when uh, whenever we hear or see them. So, congratulations, uh, Brent. This one's uh, this one's for you, my buddy. The stick tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. The best part about that sick tap is as we sit here, we look in across from us and there's a stand up for Brent Polster. That's right. Which, you know, all of you helped um, with the, the chuck puck from the hockey game and then the actual stand up to Brent event, which... You know, Pat McNeil was gracious with his uh, his donations to make you sing Shania, who is adding the uh, 
second show, but uh, that brings us to the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa. It's that time of year again, kids. Uh, you're thinking of gifts, as we talked about on the start of the show. Well, she's got you covered with some Christmas ideas. Um, I, a manicure, 30 bucks, save $16 on it. Uh, gel or acrylic nails, uh, 55 save $10, $20. Uh, and then the pedicure uh, is only $40, save 15 So if you want to get any of those, give her a call, 506-830-1224, or visit them at 1224 Mountain Road, the Wildcast of the Week. Wildcast Wildcat of the week is a player uh, we talked about earlier, um, you know, and last week too, giving the team a chance to win. He had a massive glove save and uh, ran around on the tic-tac-toe. Then again, on the two-on-one, down 4-1, a massive save, allowing this team to come back. Uh, He went one-on-one on the weekend, but that save Sunday was just enough to edge out uh, Alex Mercier for the Wildcat Wildcat of the week is number one, Jacob Steinman. You got any election results there, bro? Well, no, the uh, polls close uh, at just about in two minutes. So okay. we'll have to uh, wait to see, of course. Our, our buddy Eric Murray is uh, and sponsor and sponsors in the running for um, – he's basically got a 66% chance of getting elected because there's three of them running for counter you, you at large. You want to call it? Can you call it? I can't can call you, it right can now. You be that, no. Can you be that – there's no vote. By the time uh, they hear this, though, you can call it. I can call it, yeah. but uh, no, there's there's two counselors at large, and uh, there's only th- three running, so he's got a pretty good chance. Nice. Uh, I've gotten everybody that I know to out in that area to vote for Eric, so hopefully my um, my recruitment is 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 better than uh, <laughs> than we've seen from the Wildcats with uh, some of their uh, selections, yeah. uh, you know. So. Uh, speaking of selections, Gavin Cornforth finally scored his first USHL nice. goal. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe if he was here, he'd probably have 12 goals. But yeah. uh, let's, uh, let's... He'd have a hashtag and everything. Yeah, let's uh, let's not keep it there. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, we're just waiting for some uh, first results to, to pop in here and see what happens. Well, we might have to change the intro to uh, Counselor. Counselor Aaron. at large, that's right. Yeah. The stick tab of the week brought to you by Counselor at large for Maple Hills and New Brunswick. Aaron I almost uh, almost said senator, but that's a different country. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Again, don't forget back to back home games this weekend. As the Eagles are in town this Friday, it's the annual be a fan, bring a can game to the food bank, and then to and then Gabriel Dag and the Red Hot uh, Victoriaville Tigre are in town Saturday night. It is the toy drive game. So just like we did with the uh, the teddy bears, bring all the toys you can if you're able. That's it for us. You guys have a great week. See you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.